Hello and welcome to the Orchid Story Podcast for women who've experienced a big event in their lives that divided it into the before and after. I'm Rachel Nussbaum and I'm here to help you find meaning and healing through personal narrative now that your life looks different than the one you expected. I'm sharing stories from real life. The details may be different from your story, but the connection is universal. Head to orchidstory.com to get access to my free on-demand video training, a self-coaching session, so that you can start finding yourself, happiness, and purpose again. Now, on to the show. Hi friends, I have a really special guest here today to talk about acknowledging all of it on Mother's Day. My guest is my childhood best friend, Christy Lilly, and you're going to hear an amazing story of really significant loss as a young person, followed by a lifetime of real resilience and strength and I'm so honored to have Christy as a guest on my podcast. It's so nice to be able to celebrate Mother's Day in this way with her. Before I get to the interview, a quick housekeeping note that I'm doing a special promotion this week only. So you need to be listening to this around Mother's Day 2021 because the promotion ends on Mother's Day, which is May 9th. I am going to send you a beautiful bouquet of spring flowers if you sign up for one-on-one Sanctuary VIP coaching with me this week. You can learn all about what the coaching entails on orchidstory.com slash coaching. You can click book a call if you're curious about what the framework for coaching is and what you can get out of it and if you're a good fit reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. I have two spaces available. So if you hear this and you've been thinking about working with me and you prefer to work one-on-one versus in a group, which are the two ways that I offer the sanctuary framework, reach out and let's check in and let's chat. It's such an honor to do this work with women like Christy and you'll hear us talk about how we've worked together and how that I think has brought us, you know, just like a new level of friendship and just such a sweet way to celebrate being lifelong friends. So one more time, if you're interested in sanctuary one-on-one coaching with me and you book this week before May 9th, 2021, I am sending you a beautiful bouquet of flowers So I want to hear from you. And now let's get on to the show. We, as you know, have been doing a trauma series and I'm not leaving you hanging. We will get back to that, but we're sort of interrupting that program for this special Mother's Day episode with Christy. So please enjoy. Hi, Christy. Welcome to the Market Story Podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm... I'm really looking forward to our conversation because we have been friends for our entire lives. Um, Long time. (laughs) I feel like you, I was thinking you probably know me better than most other people I know. And we've been through a lot 
together a lot of big transitions in our lives and we just have a lot of history. So I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Me too. Okay. So we're talking about moms. This is our Mother's Day podcast special episode with my best childhood friend, Christy Lilly. And we're going to talk about her mom and I'm sure it'll lead us to talking about my mom. And so Christy, can you tell us, let's start with, just tell us a little bit about your mom. Sure. So my mom, um, she was a teacher, um, like your mom, and um, she was a, a single mom of three kids. Um, my parents divorced when um, I was young, about five. So she was raising the three of us. My, I have two younger brothers. She raised us um, on our own, on her own. And, um, you know, she was, I had to describe her as um, adventurous. She loved the outdoors. Um, she grew up in the upper peninsula of Michigan. She was the only girl of, um, there was five kids, so she had four brothers. Um, and I think her upbringing, um, you know, it really stuck with her her whole life. She always loved to be outside and she was athletic and she loved nature. Um, and she, you know, she was really, she was really good at um, fixing things. Um, she was really smart, but um, her dad was a carpenter. And so I think she, um, that was one thing that always stuck with, with me was how well she could fix things. Cause I can't fix anything, but um, she could always fix things. And, um, you know, she was strict, um, but she was fun, um, loving, I mean, goofy for sure. But, um, you know, she was kind of no nonsense. She didn't put up with a lot. Um, she expected a lot from us, but, um, I think in the long run, I think that was, um, probably a good thing. So, I mean, she's just an all around good person. Um, two little details that I'll add in about your mom were, um, the pants that she ran in. <laughs> No, it wasn't running. It was speed walking. Speed walking. <laughs> like super bright, I guess, yeah. 80s or 90s. I'm not sure. Uh, pants. Yes. Yes. Like neon, pink, yellow, like the brightest you could imagine. Yeah. And she had that, if you could imagine, you know, those people in the mall that, you know, they speed walk and they get their arms going. Yeah. That was, I forgot about that. Yes. That was hard. Oh, I thought, yeah. Now that you say that, I do remember speed walking and not running, but you run, right? I did. Yeah. For a long time. Yeah. So I think I had you in my head conflated with your mom. And then the second thing, second little detail is her, your mom's salad dressing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty basic. I mean, just some oil and balsamic vinegar and some seasonings, salt and pepper. But yeah, I do remember you, you were a fan of that and would drink it out of the bowl. <laughs> yeah. She was such a good cook. And she, it was like before, you know, most moms bought their salad dressing in a bottle at the store and your mom made her own. It was just very special back in the day. And I always make my own salad dressing now. And it's one of the things that always reminds me of your mom and then, and then my mom too, but yeah. Yeah. yeah your mom, your mom had good salad dressing too. It was, yeah. um, and she had a very special salad. Like sometimes when I 
I'm feeling a little bit extra. I'll chop up the carrots and the peppers. And that makes me think of your mom. So. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, of course, we had to bring food into this conversation. Our moms are both really great cooks. Um, so your mom got sick when you were how old? So I was 16. Um, she found out she had leukemia. Um, and I mean, I guess I can just go into a little bit yeah. about her illness. Um, yeah. I mean, she had, she had leukemia and she found out um, when I was 16 and it was, it was in March and um, she actually, she had a bone marrow transplant because at the time that was really the only hope um, that she could be cured of um, the leukemia that she had. It was CML, chronic myelogenous leukemia. Um, and I remember her saying that she, she didn't want to go through life, you know, not feeling, you know, always being tired. I mean, I think that there was the option that she could just take drugs um, and it might kind of help the symptoms for a while, but the only hope for a complete cure was a bone marrow transplant. Um, so she went for that option. Um, you know, unfortunately she did not have um, any matches in her family, her, you know, she had none of her brothers matched, her mother didn't match. Um, so she did have to go off the um, bone marrow registry and had a, an unrelated donor, which, you know, we we're very grateful for that. Um, but I guess that, you know, there's more risk if you have an unrelated donor um, that the transplant won't work. Um, and so ultimately it was, you know, complications from the transplant, which, you know, ended up being what killed her because, she, you know, her body rejected the transplant after a while. And um, yeah, she, she was diagnosed in March and then she died the following March. So in the whole grand scheme of cancer and sickness, she wasn't really sick for that long. It was only, it was only a year, even though it felt a lot yeah. longer. Yeah. Especially when you're a teenager, a year feels like a century. Yeah. Yeah. What do you remember from that year? What things stick out when you think about it? Well, I think, you know, what I, the one thing that sticks out, what I just said was that even though it was only a year, it did feel like a really long time. But then when I think now to a year, I think about how short of a time that was, but I think it was because, I mean, she spent the majority of that year in the hospital, um, and it was kind of one, you know, setback after another. Um, and we would we would go visit. It wasn't the hospital wasn't um, particularly close to our house. It was about a forty five minute drive. Um, but we would go visit, you know, as much as we could, um, you know, a couple times a week. Um, but Were I you think driving that, then. Yeah, I was driving. Would you drive your brothers to the hospital. I would drive my brothers and my. So my grandmother, my, my mom's mom came from Michigan and moved in with us. Um, and she stayed at our house and kind of, you know, she did the cooking and did the laundry, but, um, yeah, I was 16 and my mom trusted me to drive my brothers where they needed to go and take my grandmother where she needed to go. And I'd go and do the grocery shopping yeah. and she put my name like on the checking account and I'd get the bills and I'd pay the bills. And, um, yeah, she kind of put me in charge and, 
um, it was a, you know, it was a lot of responsibility, but it was a good learning experience. Um, but yeah, I mean, during that whole year, I think the one thing that really sticks out is that I just never expected that she wasn't going to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, the thought, you know, never crossed my mind that she might not make it. Um, and I don't know if that was because I was, you know, young and mm-hmm. it was just my brain's way of protecting me from what might happen, or if it was just because that was how she project, you know, the attitude she projected. Yeah. I mean, she was so, so brave and so strong. And you know, never once did I hear her complain or say, why is this happening to me? It was just from the minute she was diagnosed, it was just, this is, you know, I'm going to beat this. And this is how, you know, this is what we're going to do. And I think, I truly believe that she thought she was going to get better. Yeah. So I think that's probably why I thought that. So I think that's the one thing that's, stands out to me is that I just had never crossed my mind that she might not survive because we never talked about it. I mean, we never talked about it. And I don't know if she was protecting herself because she didn't want to talk about it, but um, it just never came up. Yeah. You know, I feel like my mom, so my mom and Christy's mom were very, very dear friends. And I think my mom might have had those conversations with your mom. I wish we could ask her. I would, I would call her and ask her. Um, but that's what I remember as a teenager from your mom as well. Like she had a fighting spirit and there was there was just like no sign of resignation in her ever. I don't know how, like think about yourself. I don't know you, me now, if that was, cause we're almost her age. I mean, yeah. We're getting there from there. Yeah. And to, to be going through that as a single parent. And then for you too, also like just to all of a sudden that shifting of responsibility and, being in charge of a whole household and two little brothers. Do you remember feeling overwhelmed? No, I, um, I don't, I don't, I, I, it's funny because, you know, I've talked about this, um, in, with, in therapy (laughs) and I, I don't remember feeling overwhelmed. The only thing I do remember feeling overwhelmed with was that my, um, my middle brother wouldn't listen to me. (laughs) Yeah. And I do remember that, um, you know, I would try to get him to do things and he just wouldn't listen. And that was really the only thing that was overwhelming. And that, that was really the only time I really ever saw my mom show a lot of emotion was, I mean, and we had to be overwhelmed and emotional because we ended up, um, my brother and I ended up having a fist fight in my mother's hospital room at one point. (laughs) We were just at each other's throats and and I, I, I still feel bad for that, but now thinking about it, you know, there was just a lot of emotion and mm. a lot of, you know, it, it probably was overwhelming and I'm embarrassed that we did that. Um, but it, it's almost not surprising when I think about it now. Yeah. Cause emotions are just, I mean, it's, it's hard anyways, being a teenager and having a younger teenage brother, but then throw all of this circumstance on top of that and, Yeah, I feel like such weird and like just strange things happen during times of illness. And like, I'm not, I'm laughing because I know you and your brother so well, but 
just things happen that you look back and you're like, oh my goodness. But in a way it kind of, I don't know, adds a, an element of humanity to it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure the, you know, the nurses have there had seen worse, but yes. <laughs> still I'm, I'm ashamed that we, we did that. But um, I guess if that's the worst thing that we did, then probably not too bad we were under a lot of stress <laughs> yeah and you and your brother I mean you guys are close now and your kids are close and all that all that good stuff um one thing I that stands out to me during this time is that I I, I don't remember you feeling overwhelmed either but of course I wasn't living in your shoes I just remember watching you and, and watching your mom, like being an observer and watching my mom and how she kind of entered into the equation and really gave a lot of support. It was like, this is what you do in, um, in, a, in like a life or death situation, like you show up, I think that's what I took away from you and your, and your mom, even though she was battling, like, cause she was just such a fighter. And that's kind of, I think that I learned that during that time and it's never, it's never left me. Yeah. They, you know, they, they had such a, they had such a tight group of friends that, and they did, they all, they all showed up and, you know, it was amazing just, you know, cause my grandmother, you know, whenever she needed, they were there for her, whatever we needed. There was people bringing meals over. I mean, there was people going to the hospital to visit my mom. I mean, it, it was just amazing the the support. And like you said, just the way that they, they showed up and, you know, I know a lot of those same women showed up for your mom, yeah. you know, they they were teachers and just friends. And I mean, that's the one thing about growing up in a, small community as people really do show up for each other yeah yeah and it was it's such a valuable and like really beautiful even heartbreaking yes for sure but but lesson to like see played out in real time like I just think that's had a huge influence on me and from what you did too like with with you and Greg and Kevin like just finding a way to to get through this and yeah like there was hard times between you. Um, but you still, the three of you, I mean, it's just so remarkable that now you are adults who all three of you have your own children and yeah, it's such a journey. So let's talk about after, well, losing your mom and kind of like the immediate after in terms of still you as a teenager, how that was. Yeah, I think that immediately, you know, it's just so shocking and you're just almost numb. I mean, you kind of, you go through, I guess, you know, this, what they say, the stages of, of grief. And I mean, in the beginning, it's just, it's almost, you just can't even fathom that this is something that is going to be forever. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, it's good in a way your body does kind of does that to protect you. So, you know, it's not so, I just remember it not being so difficult in the beginning, you know, the, um, you know, the funeral and, um, you know, the, all the, the things that go into that. Um, I think, 
I think people, you know, they kind of have this idea that when someone dies, that initially that's the hardest part is when someone first dies and, you know, they want to be there to support you for the funeral and that. But I think the hardest part, and I know the hardest part for me um, was, you know, going on like life, life went on. It's just that life went on for everybody else in the same way. Um, but life went on for me without my mom and just having to figure out how to live with that. Um, I mean, it was so many, emo I mean, there, there were so many emotions. It was sad. It was, um, it was challenging. Um, I had to, you know, we had to leave our home and move in with our dad. Um, so you go through all these emotions, be, you know, from sadness to anger. Um, I mean, even, you know, even jealousy, I think, you know, cause yeah. you, like, why can't I have my mom? I mean, it's like these things people take for granted. I, you know, would watch other people with their, their parents and just want that. And that would lead to feelings of anger and jealousy and um, just terrible sadness that you just kind of, you just have to learn to live with it. It never completely goes away, but in the beginning, it's just so raw and, um, yeah, it's just, it's difficult for sure. Yeah. It's like when you have a parent die, when you're an adult, like me, I felt all of that and I'm an adult. So if I think about you as, so you were 17 when she passed away, yep. a 17 year old experiencing that. I, I, I cannot imagine, except I saw you and we were really close. Um, because it's like, did you right away, do you remember thinking about, I think you did, because I, I can remember you and I having conversations about like your mom not being there for this event of your life and this event of your life. Do you remember doing that in your mind? I think... <laughs> You mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, because initially, you know, I think within the next year, like graduation, uh, yeah, it was a lot of huge events where, you know, you want your, your mom to be there, um, you, you know, graduation and prom and, um, you know, going, you're, you're trying to figure out where you're going to go to college. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it just keeps going after that, you know, that there were so many things that she, she missed, um, between my life and my brother's life. And yeah, I mean, you, you really feel that I, I really felt it right away because it was such a, um, you know, was my senior year. The next year was my senior year in high school. And there's so many milestones that I felt that right away. Yeah. I can remember that. And I think that it, it must feel like such a weight and like such a heaviness. And then to, and then like, then you go through your life and you experience all these things and it's like a whole other level than when she's not there on, on all those days. So it's just, it's, it, it changes you, right? I mean, it, it changed the trajectory of your life in a way, would you say? Oh yeah. I mean, I think, I don't, I think it's, com it completely changed the trajectory of my life because I mean, I, I just wanted to, you know, leave and go far away. And I ended up <laughs> going to college in North Carolina. I don't even know how I pulled that out of, you know, I just kind of 
picked it out of a hat. I said, oh, that seems far enough away. I just want to get out of here. And I mean, here I am now (laughs) still in North Carolina. So it definitely, you know, it, it, it changes everything. It changes. I mean, it changed my life, um, in that way, but I mean, it, it changes everything from, you know, when you get married to then when you, you know, you have, you have your first child and, um, just how you raise your kids. Yeah. I think losing a parent, um, just, it does, it changes your life in so many ways. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about if it's okay with you, um, how, how, how you have handled this grief that, I mean, you know, I think sometimes we think about grief and I also feel like experiencing the loss of your mom through my eyes. And um, we also had other losses in our community when we were young, Um, just like kind of gave me a different lens on life that other people hadn't experienced and didn't have their first experience or first death until much later in life. And I am, I am grateful for knowing what loss can look like because it does inform, you know, choices and just your experience of your every day. Um, so tell us, I mean, I know there's a lot cause it's been a lot of years since, since she passed away. Tell us what are some of the ways that you helped yourself sort through the grief? Yeah. I mean, I think, um, at first, I didn't know what really, what to do or um, how to deal with it. Um, But I've, I mean, I've, I think the best thing that I've done is therapy. And um, I did do some grief counseling, you know, and I think immediately after she died. And I think that was helpful just at first, but I think, you know, I've done a lot of therapy later in life, which has really helped to process it. Um, because I, you know, I don't know that I was, that I actually grieved the loss at the time. Um, and I think the work I've done in, you know, in therapy has been very beneficial to that. Um, so I, you know, I think for me, that's been the biggest thing is just being able to to talk about it, um, and to talk to someone, um, I've done, you know, your programs, um, I've done programs with Orchid Story. And again, I think that's, you know, the writing is a huge part of it. But I think the thing that's helped me a lot in Orchid Story is just been connecting with other people um, who have also experienced loss or a traumatic experience. I mean, it's, you know, there's people who have lost a, a, a you know a parent young, um, or but there's been also other people that have had completely different losses, but just being together in a group and you know talking through that and working with people that have experienced loss, I think has been very beneficial. I I really enjoyed the community aspect of um, the work that we've done together because um, I think. There is something to be said about you know people who have gone through something. It doesn't have to be exactly the same kind of loss, but I think you just you understand more what people are going through, and you know you just have more compassion and understanding for others. Um, there must have felt I don't know. You tell me if this is if I'm on the mark or not, but it must have felt pretty lonely 
like for a long time not having other young people because it's also like such an awkward time when you're becoming an adult like a young teenager into early adulthood where you may not have been been comfortable talking to other you know young people about their loss I don't know do you remember feeling like that yeah and I didn't know anybody other people who really had ever you know at the time I didn't know other people who had experienced a loss and um you know some people don't and then you, you know, you could meet somebody and some people don't like to talk about it. Um, they don't, that's just how they deal with it. So yeah, it is, I mean, it is a very lonely feeling. Um, and especially I think, you know, losing a parent was, it felt very lonely for so long because it was an awkward time, you know, being, you know, when you're a teenager, those people that are, you know, they can't stand their parents and they're fighting with their parents and, you know, not in the, you know, saying I, just the way they feel about their parents. And then inside I'm thinking, you know, I would do anything to have my mom um, here, even if we were fighting. So it's, it's hard to navigate those feelings and just feel so alone. And then I guess the older you get and, you know, the more you get out into the world, the more I've met people who have experienced losses, um, and it's, it's made, it's helped me make connections with certain people because it, even though it hasn't, you know, it's not the same kind of loss all the time, but, you know, I have a friend who lost her husband. I have another friend who lost a, a daughter and it's like, you just kind of, once you've experienced something, this huge loss, even if though it's not the same, I mean, it, it, you can just kind of understand better and just almost be there for them. And um, I think a lot of people make the mistake when somebody dies, you know, they, they don't talk to the person who experienced the loss because they think like, well, if I don't bring it up, you know, it'll be better. It'll make them feel awkward. And I think that's almost like the worst thing you can do um, is not address it because I think it's, you know, people just because, you, you know, they're not going to forget about what they're, what they've gone through just because you don't bring it up, but, you know, just letting them know that, you know, you know, that things are tough for them and you've been thinking about them. I think that just goes a long way. And I think you know, that's, that's helped me really make connections with people that have gone through losses, just say, you know, I've been thinking about you. And even though I can't understand specifically what you're going through, um, you know, I've also suffered this really traumatic loss in my life. And it, it, it helps you sometimes sadly form connections with mm -hmm. other people who have gone through similar things. Yeah. And I think that level of compassion that you can extend to someone who has had a big loss is, is just different than other people. And you can feel that like when some, when I've had losses, I I'm able to distinguish like who really knows this and who really has enough freaking clue, you know, about what loss is. And I, for me, it's, those deep, those are like super deep connections in life that not everyone gets to make. And those are like, I know it's important to you from what you just said. And those are my, some of my favorite connections in life because it's like, you're seeing people for who they really are and you're getting to the core of what's important in life and what their experience has been. I think that's why Orchid Story 
is so close to my heart because we just go right there real quick, you know, <laughs> with a group of women and the losses sure are different and, it, and not even death, you know, it can be a million other ways of describing hard things and, and events in life. But when you kind of just are in a space where it's safe to share and you know people are going to have that level of compassion because they've kind of been there too. It is, it is a special, it is a special thing. And, and I will also say that it's so, it's been so fulfilling for me to have you trust in me with doing work through Orchid Story. It's like just such a, it's probably one of the biggest compliments I've received in the business is having you work with me and, and work with other women. So thank you for trusting me. I've really enjoyed it. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Let's see. What, so now you ha you're, I mean, you've been married for a long time. <laughs> you have three kids. How, like, how do you, how does your mom play into your life now? You know, like, what's her role? Well, you know, I try to, um, I try to do things that she did with us as kids. Um, I, I find it mostly, um, carrying on, you know, traditions, a lot of that happens kind of at holidays, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, I, I think is helpful for me because that's one of the times when I, you know, initially felt her loss so greatly was not, you know, her not being there and not us not having our traditions anymore. So carrying on um, some of the things that we did as kids that my mom did that were so special that I do with my own kids, a lot of it is, you know, in the form of food or, you know, every year at Christmas, we bake all the Christmas cookies that um, she used to make. Um, you know, I, I make a lot of the foods, not even holiday time, but just, you know, a lot of the, the favorite recipes that she used to cook. Um, I do, you know, I make those for my family and I kind of, that makes me feel like a connection to her. Yeah. Um, I'll try to talk about her to my kids. Um, but it, you know, it's tough. They never, you know, they never met her. They they've seen pictures of her and they've heard me talk about her, but it's still, it's, it's not, it's not the same. Like they'll never really get the full, um, you know, understanding, but I do try to talk about her. And, um, if something, you know, comes up that she used to do or something that reminds me of her, I'll, I'll tell them a story. Um, something really fun that we did a few years ago was we went to Michigan. Um, my brothers and their families and my family, we, she grew up in Michigan and she'd take us there every summer and we'd drive from New York. And so we had all these little places that we'd stop because um, it was a long drive and she had to keep us occupied. Um, so my brothers and I did that um, and we got to, you know, take our kids and experience all the things that we did. And it was, I think it was, I'm not sure who had more fun if it was me and my brothers or the kids, but we got to um, do all those things and take them to her hometown and, um, you know, show, show them the things that she showed us when we were growing up. And so that was, that was nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's hard because, it, 
you know, you, there's a lot of times when I would love to ask her questions. I mean, it's been since I was pregnant with my first, you know, not having her there to ask, well, was your pregnancy like this? What was, you know, what should I expect, you know, in labor and delivery that, I mean, I, that was really hard. And even, you know, when you have a newborn, you want your mom to be there and, you know, be there to ask questions and to, you know, reassure you that you're doing a good job. And I still feel that now, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, there's a lot of days where I just feel like I'm doing a terrible job and I'm a terrible mom and I'm nothing like my mom. And Mm -hmm. how did she do this? And it'd be nice to have her, you know, to call and tell her what's going on and, you know, just get that reassurance or have her say, it wasn't as easy, you know, as you think it was. And you just feel that you you really feel that I feel that void and not having that is really hard. Um, but I just try to think about her, you know, when it, when things are tough and try to think, you know, what she would do. And just, I constantly, when things get difficult, I think about her and how brave she was and how strong she was. And, um, just try to, you know, model that, um, in my own life with my kids. And I definitely don't feel like I'm doing as good a job as she did, but I try, you know, to use her as, kind of a role model, even though she's not here to talk to. Yeah. I love that. I I love that idea of having her in your life, kind of like, like a mentor, a mentorship, like looking out for you and asking for advice. And I feel like maybe one of the casualties of losing your mom at such a young age is that you didn't most, you didn't see you know, when you're a teenager, you can't really see your parents like in the way, in their full, in their fullness, right? Like you only see certain pieces of her. Well, yeah, because you're kind of at each other's throats. I mean, at least we were, you know, I feel like that that's really hard is to know that I didn't get to tell her, thank you, you know, thank you for putting up with me all those times. I mean, I'm getting it from my a nine-year-old right now it's like payback but yeah Yeah. I I feel like I never got to say thank you for yeah you know all the the stuff and that that's hard to not you know because most people have that rocky relationship and then they do get to have that that really positive like friendship better relationship as they get older that's when I lost her you know was things weren't always the best but Right. And you, you know, she probably struggled in a lot of ways that we as teenagers couldn't see. So it's like, when you think back on your mom and we remember all these amazing qualities about her, she would probably tell us, I think that, you know, there were things that she wasn't perfect, you know, and she made mistakes. I know she would say she made mistakes because she was that kind of woman who, would go after things because she wanted them and make mistakes along the way. And I know she would reassure you that like, she, there's no such thing as being a perfect mom and that you're doing a great job. But I, that is such a, it's such a huge loss now that you pointed it out, like that coming back around with, to that relationship with your mom that you didn't get to have. Yeah. I wish you did. Yeah. Okay, Christy. So, well, thank you first for you. I mean, 
I think you and I have talked about this over the years. But it's just so nice to have like a dedicated time to hear hear you talk about your mom. And I, I think about her so much and even more so in the years since we've worked together in Orchid Story, since you've been like in my orbit in that way. And I really love thinking about your mom. I, and I think about her as kind of like a mentor to me too. And I think that's something maybe we can give to people who are listening that like, you can keep having relationships in some way with people after they're gone. Um, I'm trying to figure out that now with my mom not being here. So as we were recording this on Tuesday and Mother's Day is Sunday, it's my first Mother's Day without my mom. And you've had a lot of Mother's Days without your mom. Um, I don't know. What's that day like for you? And probably now you're, you again, you're a mom to three kids and you have been for a while. So I'm sure a lot of it is shifted from how it used to be experiencing Mother's Day. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's, I think Mother's Day, it's a tough day for so many people. I mean, I, you know, people who have lost mothers, people who've lost children, people who want to be mothers or, you know, can't have children. Um, maybe people who, you know, don't have a, you know, having a strange mother. I, I just, yeah. I think it's so hard for so many people. Um, and I, you know, it's gotten easier for me over the years, I think, but I, I'm, you know, I'd be lying if I said that it's still not, it's still not a little bit sad, you know, when I think about her not being here and, um, you know, I think even now, like you see all these people putting pictures with their moms on, you know, social media. And it's hard to, you know, to see that because I, you know, I don't get to see my mom. Um, it does help that I've got, you know, my own kids and it's, it's different now, but it, you, you definitely feel the loss. Um, but, you know, I think for you, for celebrating like the first Mother's Day without your mom, I think you should somehow, you know, do something to remember her. And if you want to, I mean, obviously if, if that doesn't feel right, then, you know, you shouldn't do it, but it always helps like, you know, to talk, I mean, to talk to my brothers um, mm -hmm. or to some other people, you know, just reach out and somebody who might be having a tough day, because I think that goes a long way just to say to somebody, I know today's a tough day for you. And, um, you know, I don't know what you're going to do that if you might do something like to remember her or, um, but I just think some way to, you know, spend time thinking about her. Cause that's what I'll do. Like I, usually go to church because that's kind of like my way to you know remember her but then I always think you know I spend a lot of time thinking about her um but I think you just kind of have to find the way that it works for you it's it's not an easy day for sure and no matter how old you get it's mother's day you're gonna miss your mom yeah 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 it's like an acknowledgement of that right because I think we society tries to like paint Mother's Day as a really pretty picture. And you're so right that not just for people who've lost their moms, but there's so many other ways that Mother's Day can be super hard for people. And it's that I think part of it is the acknowledgement for yourself, like letting yourself feel sad, right? And then other people as well, like reaching out can it can really impact someone by just reaching out and saying you're thinking 
of them. I'm planning on being with my sister and, and her family. So we'll, we'll be remembering my mom in some way. And it's been nice. My mom loved to garden and loved to be outside. And she was obsessed with like birds. And it always annoyed me for the last 10 years because I was like, I don't have time for flowers and birds. And now, of course, my kids are older and I have time for flowers and birds. So <laughs> I've been spending a lot of time outside um, in the yard and gardens at my house. And it's really been helpful, just like weeding, you know, or like uh, just being out there digging in the dirt to connect with my mom. So I, I have found that to be helpful. Yeah, your mom always had such pretty flowers like on the front porch and in the backyard. And yeah. I remember when you guys would go to the Adirondacks, she would, when I, I guess we were, we must've been young because I would ride my bike over and she'd pay me to water the flowers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I hope you have a happy Mother's Day this Thank weekend you. and we'll both be thinking of our moms and I think also for the other people in our lives that we know might be having a, not just a super rosy day on Sunday. So for anyone who's listening and is in that boat, we'll extend that out to you. So thank you, Christy, so much for sharing your heart with us. Thank you for having me. It was, it was so nice to talk to you and I wish you a happy Mother's Day. And I hope that it's not too tough, but I know it will be, but I hope that, you know, being with your sister and your kids and your, your family will, will help. And I'll be thinking of your mom too. I always do. Great. Thank you. I want to ask you who in your life needs to hear this story today. Go ahead and share it with them. And if you love this show, leave me a rating and a review on iTunes. Head over to orchidstory.com if you want more from Orchid Story. And remember, your story is your strength.